Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 90 of the Jump Street Podcast. Very, very stoked to be here. We're up brain dead today. Level nine. Congratulations. We made it to level nine. 90. Boom. 90 episodes. Here we are, brain dead. Isn't this cool? This is super cool. At the brain dead studio right now. Yeah. In the theater in the back of the store. Yep. This is a uh, really cool. I'm, I'm excited about this one. It just looks aesthetically. We'll show you in a second what it looks like, but yeah, one of the better looking settings that we have for our podcast. Big shout out to brain dead. Mm-hmm. Check them out. They sell them skates now. So check them out. Also, they got some skates in the shop. Yeah, for sure. Big shout out brain dead. Um, very stoked to be doing this here. And we have a very special guest. I am super stoked to get into it. We just had a couple of podcasts in uh, Lake Havasu. So we're going to keep an uh, intro really short and get right into it with the WTF of the week. We have a WTF of the week coming from New York, from the OG homie himself, Steve Cortez, with a uh, alley top horn with, what do you call these, three-wheel rec blades? It's like the three-wheel, wheel, like 110 rec blades with no sole plates. With no sole plates, yeah. and he's still somehow locking a, a top side on a down rail, nonetheless. So yeah. Never seen anyone hit a rail with 125s, so super cool. Big shout out to Steve Cortez, the old homie. Yep. The homie, OG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the East Coast Steve Cortez. There's a West Coast Steve Cortez too, isn't there? Yeah. I think so. they're both OGs. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's like the New York OG, the West Coast OG. That works out perfectly. It works out good. <laughs> cool. Um, so please, uh, you've heard me say this a million times. And maybe you haven't. Maybe this is your first episode. But please follow us on all of our social media platforms. Go to Facebook. Give us a like. Go to Instagram. Give us a follow. Go to our YouTube page. Hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. If you want, leave some comments. Share the video. We also have a iTunes, so if you don't mind, give us a five-star rating. Give us a, re- a review, and if you want, you can be a Patreon member for as little as a dollar a month. We have exclusive content on the Patreon, um, you know, three pieces. We have inside-outs, their how-tos, and we're going to film a couple things while Austin's out here in L.A., so yeah. pretty stoked about it, so check that out. And we just out. put up the uh, section commentary with Walt Austin last week, too, mm. so everyone check that out if you haven't already. If you're not part of the Patreon, join us. There's a link in the description right now, so check it out. For sure. And I want to give a shout-out to our new Patreons this episode. Big shout-out to Scott Smith, Alexander Block, Dabu Mana, and Kevin Potts. Thank you so much for your support. We also have a sponsor for this episode. We do have a sponsor for this episode. Um, They're a big sponsor. We love them, and they got a ton of stuff going on. It's Blank by Rollerblade, so check that out. Blank by Rollerblade. Everybody check him out. Give him a follow on Instagram. Link in the description below. So, Should we do it? Should we do it? Straight into our guest. I'm very excited to have I'm our guest I'm very excited. Here. I'm very ready as well. Yes. Ben Schwab. Ben Schwab. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now I got the whole wide shot. You can yeah, see we the got whole, the, whole... the whole theater now. You see, we have your section playing on in the background too. Yes. So, very cool. Very entertaining. People can watch skating and listen to the podcast at the same time. 
Thank you. So I'm I'm very stoked to be here with you guys. Yeah, I'm pumped to have you on, man. It's been a long time. It has. It has been a very long time. Yeah. And we we need to catch up anyways. For sure. So it's been good seeing you like around lately, like at the brunch and stuff like that coming out and yeah. it's cool to catch up. Yeah, yeah. I've been going out to the Sunday brunches whenever I can. It's been kind of like the way of reconnecting with all the bladers. I've seen people there that I haven't seen in 10, 15 years. Yeah. And it's been like for me kind of being a little bit removed from skating lately because of doing other things. It's, it's like the perfect way to to connect with people for sure. from the community. So it's it's really nice. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't know, but you're like, uh, well, maybe some people do, but some people don't. You're like a pretty, you're like an OG. You you had tricks in Brain Fear Gone, you know? Yeah, no, that's really cool. Soy drop rails yeah. when you were like 13. You actually guessed the exact were you, age. I was you were 13. 13. I was 13. Yeah. Oh, well, shit. I know because you told me. The UCLA drop rail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you you were 13 then, so you must have started pretty early. Um, I'm curious to know your your beginning story of how you got into skating. Um. Yeah, so that was that was like a trip that I like filming for Brain Gone was like I was on a trip with uh, Omar and Sefi and and the whole Ohio rollerblading crew, mm -hmm. who basically got me into skating. My old my older brother was good friends with Omar Wysong. I'm sure you guys know him mm -hmm. and people, you know, maybe some people don't know him nowadays, but he yeah. was uh, a legend and he was. Uh, he threw my brother and in, in the whole OSS crew, like John Striebel, my brother John John Striebel, Mike Striebel. So um, Ohio Surf like, and Skate, Ohio right? Ohio Surf and Skate. Okay, OSS. I was OSS Dayton? Dayton, Dayton, yeah. Dayton. Okay. I remember that from BG13. That, yeah, exactly, exactly. They came. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they would that. do tours through there when I was like 11. So, um, so that was kind of the way. And then like Omar was already on, or at the beginning like, – he told us like oh i'm i'm getting sponsored by this company called mind game and like it wasn't out yet and we didn't even know about it but i was i was the little kid who would hang around with my older brother and his friends and they let me hang out that's cool and that was kind of the beginning stages of getting into skating through them what was, what was your older brother's name again john schwab john that's what it was yeah he was really good mm -hmm. yeah he had so, uh, tricks in accidental machines. Yeah, he did. I made him get a few clips. Yeah, some good ones. <laughs> he got some good ones. He got some really good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he hadn't skated for years, and, like, it was like we all, all the friends were like, you got to just come through. Like, let's find some spots or, or, or get, get you some tricks in there. So, yeah. But through them, basically. That's dope. Was that your first video? Brain Fear Gone. Like, that you were in? Yeah, I That's couldn't crazy. believe I was in it. I was like... <laughs> obviously stoked yeah. as a 13 year old kid yeah that's an so, insane first video to be in how's your first video gonna be brain fear gone yeah yeah i was very excited we had like a premiere at os at ohio surf and skate the local skate shop mm -hmm. but it was more just like i didn't even know what that company was or what the what the uh what it was gonna be or something and then omar had told us well i'm filming this video with dustin latimer John Elliott and Brian Shima, and I'm the I'm the other one, and we were like, okay, so it must no be pretty serious. Way. Yeah. So did you know you were going to be in the video? No, you know, no, we just back. tried to be in the video. We were like, that's even better. It's know, even more of a surprise. Yeah, but, but Shane was nice enough to put all. It was a friend, friends, friends of the people on the team. So yeah. I technically was a friend, you know. I yeah. was. So yeah, they put me in, and it was a big deal at the time. I think. How yeah. stoked was was Omar? Like when on he was that. on, like uh, when he's saying, <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to be on a team with John. 
crying. Latimer and and I'm I'm the other guy and Aaron and I'm the other guy. He must have been pumped, like because your Ohio crew was like pretty tight, right? Like and very tight, yeah. Yeah. He, um, I think he was pumped. He kind of played it cool. I thought at the time, you know, like he kind of played it down or something, or maybe he was just so well known or around that area and respect. Mm-hmm. He was so much better than all of us too. Yeah. In my mind, it was like whoa, but it was uh, he he was like very relax about it you know that's surprisingly cool. is that how he normally <laughs> but, is yeah i think he was kind of like i couldn't be bothered or something at that time <laughs> i don't know but it was just more like everyone was just smoking weed all the time and just like uh, there was like this attitude of like yeah i'm fucking all on the team or yeah, like you know yeah, like i'm yeah, not gonna yeah. get excited in front of my friends yeah <laughs> i'm way too cool to... it was like a too cool yeah but attitude. i bet inside i'm sure he was stoked, stoked. i mean yeah that's not how i picture it. i picture like if you're on mind game you're like yeah what up we just got mine ah, like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's what we would have probably done but you guys yeah. are from new york yeah yeah it's different in the midwest i hear that you know? <laughs> get a little more calm i think so play it down yeah, I mean, you, you have, like, a really good crew. Like, that crew yeah. was a solid crew. Yeah, it was, like, it was, like, the OSS crew and then, and then you know, the Philly crew, like, the Kelsos at that time were, like, not too far doing, like, a similar type of skating, listen to, like, a similar type of music. and But, yeah, it was a very solid crew. Everyone, everyone was really good. Like, if you go back and watch the OSS videos which some of them are online or I see, like, yes, yeah, some are, I, I've been sent like some of, there's three of them and it's just like my brother, John Striebel, Sefi, Omar. And I have technically my first section was like in that video. Mm-hmm. I have like, I'm like 11 and I have mm-hmm. like bleach blonde hair on the top and then dark hair on the sides. I got it cause Robert Leovanos did that. You remember that back <laughs> yeah, in the day? Yeah, he, yeah. he had, he came out with some section where he had that hair like style. Frosted, like tips yeah, the frosted, thing, the yeah, frosted top. And I was yeah. like, he was like my idol. So I, yeah. Yeah. But that's online somewhere. I think you can find it. So Robert Leovanos was someone, the main person you looked up to growing up skating? He was one of them. I was really into like, I mean, I forget even some of the the videos nowadays, but the Escondido crew was huge. Like when I was first getting into skating, it was like Louis Zamora, Eric Shrine, Robert Leovanos, that that whole crew I was Mm -hmm. very inspired by, I think. So, and, and then like, you know, Feinberg and Dustin Latimer and yeah. all those people. Yeah. When did it uh, transition from you, like getting that clip in brain fear gone to you going to get sponsored or being on that path? Like what was the first opportunity that you had that set that made you want to feel like you wanted to pursue it? The first time I got float skates or sponsor was actually like, I think maybe a year or two after, um, Solomon, the Solomon team came to Ohio Surf and Skate. Uh, people used to like tour and do like shop promotional tours back then, you know. So we had sometimes like these companies that would come, and the Solomon team came, and actually Vinnie Minton, it was like Vinnie Minton, Aaron Feinberg, and some others. But the first time I got sponsored was like, I remember Vinnie Minton coming and skating like the play rail that day at the skate park, and like. I being the grommet that I was, was like trying to like, you know, and you know, you guys know how this is. It's like, cause you experience it later. It's yeah. like, you do a trick, like he did a trick. And then I was like, I could do that too. And like, mm-hmm. so I did the same trick. And yeah, then he, yeah. he was just like skating this play role, And I was trying to like 
show it show them that i could do the same you know yeah. just like getting in there or something so i ended up skating this practice rail with him like and he was very chill about it even though i was a super grommet i was about to and say because like, that's happened to me a few times and i hated when i that hate happened. it too but like i have to admit like no. but you were like I, you I said it. you were a grom yeah. i was a grom and i was like a vinnie mitten if i can do the same trick as him Maybe I can get sponsored. But that's know, also like bold. Like I, that's super respectable too. Yeah, like it yeah. was tough when it's tough when you're the person, but like like that someone's doing that too. But like looking yeah, on the outside, but on the outside, yeah. Yeah, on the outside looking in, it's like yeah, that's respectable because it's just being ambitious, right? Exactly. And I was like yeah. 12 years old, so what? I didn't know any difference. I was sure. just like, yeah. but because I was so young, they weren't like, you know, they weren't like oh fuck this kid or yeah, something, yeah. you know, and. um I actually ended up like skating this rail with, he probably doesn't even remember this, but, um, uh, and he was cool about it. Like, you know, and, and I ended up skating this rail and that night I actually got like spot, like flowed by Solomon. Like, so the, the, yeah, yeah. They, oh, sure. they, they told me they were like, we'll get you like on flow. And I think I got some free skates. So it kind of worked. So you skated like street <laughs> with them after. No, I think it was just the skate park. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't go out with him. But somehow through that, and the shop owner, I got like flowed my first pair of Solomons. I think so or it some works. parts. So it, it kind of did work. Yeah. No, I mean it, it's like when the people actually have done that to me, like it, 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 ha it has worked for them because, <laughs> because afterwards I'm like, yo, bro, that was that's cool, man. Don't like, tell everybody yeah. the secret. Everyone, the secret's out now. So yeah. I know. Right yeah, I, I shouldn't be saying this, but because it's <laughs> annoying. I mean, I've been on tour like yeah. ten years later. Yeah where i'm tired or i was hungover or just hurt or something or like and i'm two weeks in a row on tour or and something then some kid is like one up in me yeah. constantly and, and it's someone heard you were coming from like a month ago and they've been training yeah. the whole time yeah. like i'm gonna do yeah. all these tricks yeah now it's now i'm like oh that's kind of endearing but at the yeah. time sometimes you're just like you don't you're just, it's annoying totally so now it's so totally like when you out. when you're like however many days into like uh, a skating tour like Maybe like 10, 14 days in, and then yeah, you're tired, maybe hurt, like yeah. Over. The and last yeah, thing you want to do, and then is you're like, like, you know what? I'll skate anyway. I'm out here, like let's, I'll tough it out. And then you start doing, and you start getting some tricks, and so much is exactly what happened. Well, we had that in Poland. Was it Poland when we uh, were in Pol Germany or Germany? Mm -hmm. It was like that that whole tour. Remember? Yeah, like you, you would that right away too. <laughs> it was well, very we talked about obvious. It. it was like every yeah. trick you would do. Yeah. Like five other kids from from Germany would <laughs> do the same trick. Yeah. And. So. Yeah, that's frustrating now because like you're there to do something and then people come to see you not to like one up you, you know, but it starts the I mean like to to Ben's point like, you know, it, it does like get attention and it does because that's what you know, there's a lot of ambitious, you know, people in any field. Like, yeah. You know? And yeah. as a kid, that's like so exciting to yeah. be like even skating with your favorite skaters. And oh, so yeah, it's like huge. it's just cool to see it from both perspectives or something yeah. They're like, yeah. So then boom, you're on Solomon. You're like, let's go. I think I got flowed some skates, maybe one pair of skates. I wasn't like on the team or anything, but I got like my first free I, like thing or something. Mm -hmm. you That's know? good for a sponsor too. So that was good. Legit yeah. at the time. Yeah. Yeah. They had a good team. I forget who it was. Vinny, Aaron Feinberg. Who else was on there? Was Rob Thompson on at the time? Rob Thompson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Was, was it, um, was it rough for your crew when Omar moved to California? Like. Oh, for the community kind of, and just like... For like the OSS crew, like your skate crew? Like the best skaters, yeah, moved out now or something? Yeah, like because like obviously at some point you decided to move to California. So I'm wondering if that was like part of the um, process of what was contributing to that. Yeah, he was like the gateway, I guess. Like he went out to film for 
brain for gone and so he would send us like footage while he was in california and stuff and just like tricks that he was doing like that i don't know if people remember this but uh one of his it might be his ender he 360 souls the gap to white rail Mm -hmm. i think in orange county it's like a it's a little two-stair gap to like a a white down he like three souls it like i remember him like sending us that and just being like really stoked and just being like you guys so we ended up going out there like on trips to visit him while he was filming for the video Mm -hmm. and so i met like shane coburn uh not dustin John Elliott and some other people. So he was kind of like the transition into like California skating because obviously West Coast skating and, and skating in the Midwest and Ohio is like completely different, mm-hmm. you know. It's like a different lifestyle. Different. Yeah, totally. But it's very enticing. Like when you grow up in the Midwest, all the videos are from Orange County, all the skating's happening out there. So you like want to be part of it. Mm-hmm. I think everyone wanted to like go to. You that know? was definitely a thing at the time. Yeah, 100%. Yeah especially at that time it was like orange county mm-hmm. people were down joe navron all, all that stuff was like down there in southern california so yeah yeah it's uh it's actually kind of crazy now that i think about it you were like 13 going out on skate trips with probably just your brother without your parents you know Cal- yeah california is pretty far like my i think my first trip out of the city i might have been like 15 or 16 13 is pretty out of the city yeah pretty early yeah, I was young. I was like the youngest one, obviously. Yeah. But I think it's because I had an older brother. I had an in. Yeah. Like, well, like they were a lot cooler than I was, obviously. You know, <laughs> but they let me kind of hang. You know, yeah. but if I was, if I, if my brother wasn't in the crew, I don't think they, I would have. So yeah. he kind of got me in. That's you cool. Know? Yeah, I had that bigger brother syndrome. Also, my brother was like the into hanging out with a bunch of people. And would, would not let you hang out or something. I mean, or, would, or it just felt like, like they, no, they, I mean, kids wouldn't hang out with a, I was eight or nine when I started skating. So people wouldn't hang out with an eight or nine year old at the time when you're like 13 or yeah. whatever, you know, 14, 15. Yeah. Like he was the plug to the crew. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. Sure. He introduced me to like Franco and stuff like that. So. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's, it's nice to have that for sure connection. I think it helped me get, meet people and get started in the early days, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, but. So somewhere along the way, you're visiting California, you make a decision to leave Ohio and go to California. When was that, like 17, 18? You were pretty young. I think I was 16 or 17, right after high school. Right after I graduated, we moved out. My brother was already there, and then I, and then I moved out to California. Like right so, after cause high I, school? Because I thought, well, like I got to go there if I'm going to pursue like a career in skating. Yeah. Like I can't just hang. I can't just like keep filming in ohio yeah so i went there and i ended up kind of formulating my own crew like meeting people when i first got there it was like um dave Payne. i had met him because he had come through through tour and stuff so he w- he was out in southern california he kind of introduced me to some people gonzo was skating at the time that whole crew um and then and then like lee martin don mm-hmm. mabin victor all those people, I ended up like kind of just like meeting my own group of friends or something because people were slow, like Omar and, and the OSS crew were slowly like getting out of skating actually mm-hmm. at that time. It was Omar or like, you know, like I was kind of like just getting had, like, into it. Yeah, getting yeah. into it and like finding my own friends or mm-hmm. something or like my own crew in Southern California. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's where, like, uh, L.A., you moved to L.A. or Santa Ana? I moved to L.A. with my brother, like, Culver City, and then we and then we got a house in Irvine, which is really weird. Like, me and Lee 
and my and and some other friends got like a house in, in just like this apartment complex in Irvine, which is really weird because Irvine's oh, is that a weird, weird. But it's just a weird it. like conservative like basic place to like go like irvine's <laughs> but, a really was, weird place yeah yeah i don't know how to explain it it's just like kind it's of just like strange. a big mall a big yeah, mall. Like, lots of plazas yeah it's like plazas and, and weird, the orange yeah. county okay. culture is just strange i think yeah it can be it can for be, me but, at the time but Maybe specifically just the time Ir- irvine you know specifically like, irvine like is just like many and these things could be different in santa Ana even but irvine is, yeah, yeah yeah irvine's just kind of like a weird vibe yeah but uh, we got an apartment in Irvine. <laughs> well, UCI's there, right? UCI's there. Yeah. And that was like a, a Big good spot, spot to like get around and like For film and yeah. skating out. And that's when I started filming. I think kind of like started filming for Accidental Machines or the beginning of it. Yeah. Like, so that's a big thing to be getting on the mind game team and like, were you, did you keep the relationship with Shane going like from when you first met him or how did you reconnect that? Yeah, I knew I had known him through Omar and stuff. And so he knew I was out there and stuff. Um, But I didn't, I wasn't like on the team or anything, but I kind of um, was just trying to film and do something. Like I started filming for the section before, like clips that ended up in it. I I started filming before I knew I was going to be on the mind game team. He had just seen them later. He saw like the footage mm-hmm. and was like, oh. Because you were really pushing yourself at this time. I was time. really pushing myself. I wanted to make a really good section either way mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. You I know, heard an interesting so. story. I don't know who I heard it from, but I heard an interesting story about how you got a section in the video. I don't know if it, Shane said it somewhere or something like that, that you kind of showed him the clips and he they couldn't deny the fact that how good they were. And he's like, I have to give this guy a section. And that's kind of how you got your foot in the door that way. Is that true? I th- yeah, that's basically what happened. Like he saw the clips and was like, "Oh, let's do something." <laughs> I guess you know. So I I didn't know I was gonna like, but then I started filming more seriously. I think it was, like, it wasn't the majority of it, but maybe maybe a few tricks. No, I, I, I remember. I think which tricks it was like, the Alip Soul. Uh, on the uh, like the launch I saw on the playground. Oh thing. yeah, that yeah. was insane. like the Royale to Royale because I remember seeing those early. Those like, were on, early on, on, yeah, on, yeah, on yeah. the roof. So I remember like <clears throat> coming over to your place and seeing like maybe like nine or ten tricks. Did you come over to that apartment? Yes. The... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like those were part of it. Yeah. Sure. And maybe like maybe like the 180 to back Royale on that down ledge too, but I'm not sure. But definitely like the Royale to Royale and the Alib Soul were like very early on. That's crazy. You remember that yeah. seeing that, like just the footage on the computer. Yeah. From that, yeah. But yeah, that's kind of how it happened, I guess. Well, those tricks stuck yeah. out, man. Like it was like that time, like no one was, you know, kind of doing. Yeah. Uh, or people were pushing, but you know, everyone had their own different way. Yeah, I mean, the level of skating was so hot. I feel like it was so high back then that it was like, how do you like break through or or like everyone was so good, you know? It was like Aaron Feinberg. Brian Aragon, all these people, you. So it was like you kind of had to just step up your game or something. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. You stepped it up in like a different way kind of, I feel like, though, because you weren't specifically just doing crazy hammers like all these other people. It's kind of like what we were talking about with Walt the other day. Like yeah. you made a niche for yourself in a specific way because your skating was so unique at the time, and it's timeless also in the sense that you were doing a lot of creative stuff that – really stands the test of time today because that's what direction mostly skating is going now you know oh the cre- yeah, yeah like the, the creativity part of it yeah yeah, yeah 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 i was super inspired by like farmer dustin latimer all those guys who were like and john elliott and like 
people who were like pushing those boundaries, I guess, mm-hmm. like doing hammers and especially Feinberg. I think he would do like the, he had this whole like creative hammer style, like doing hammers, but like on spots and like types of creative ways that you, that was like, felt like new to me or something mm. like you usually don't see those two things together at yeah. such a high level and i think True. it was words aaron feinberg had just had some like just really fucked up yeah creative hammer type tricks no i think a lot of that was you know and i think you th- you, you know this too but like uh you know aaron was trying to prove that he could be on because dustin at first and earlier things didn't want to have aaron on oh i didn't know that yeah, yeah, that's he, what he told us. He said, he said it when he Dustin got Latimer was like, no, this kid. No, he was like, he was just he, no, he kind of just said, oh, you know, we're, we're doing our own thing. And I was like, yeah, oh, I, I could hang. And he was like, oh, well, no, you know, kind of joking. But so I think when Aaron, <laughs> Isn't that got, funny? When Aaron got on, he had to. really funny. It's really today. funny. So Aaron had to, like, you know, push extra hard to, like, prove he could be on. And him and Dustin would skate a lot. And yeah. Dustin was, like, the kind of unimpressed type. So, like, yeah, he yeah. would really, um, and Aaron, like, you know, I think. If he didn't impress you, it really bothered him too. So he, it was a good way to extract. Trying to get Dustin Latimer's approval. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like good. good luck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Stuff. Well, Makes, yeah, but that's probably why it's so good. I mean, I mean, he's just naturally talented and yeah. good, but maybe that's a big part of it too. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Just a theory. <laughs> um, just a theory. But that is funny thinking of. Someone saying like Aaron Feinberg now. Like, Feinberg not being it. good enough yeah. for my game at the time. Yeah, no, it's insane. Can't with the best sections ever. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Maybe it was all like a secret plan where like Dustin was like, we want him all and I'm going to like act like I know so I could really push him out because I know his personality. Yeah, it's like, uh, maybe that was it. Yeah. Did you guys get any pushback like that when you go on my game? Um, No, but I know Ben knows it's like a. It's like a vote thing to get you on, and that's cool when everyone oh, yeah, says yeah, yeah. you can be on. Whether it's like low, M, pro, whatever, yeah. it's like a vote, so that's cool. Were you two yeah. on the same time, or you were on first, Billy? I think you were on first. I can't remember. It was around either. the same time, though. Yeah. Because yeah, you came just... on just for that last video. Yep. It was a good last one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was that sad when my game, when you got the call from Shane? Yeah. <laughs> it it was just starting so for me so yeah. i was like oh yeah yeah he like took me out to lunch at this place called the gypsy den did you ever yeah, it's the, the gypsy, gypsy den, den really that's where you think yeah. it's in this little stupid plaza yep. yeah Santa, right? for well, sure. no no there's that one but there's the, there's one in costa mesa oh okay and it's called the anti-mall it's like this little like plaza yeah the and shane, shane was like a regular it's a super healthy ended, spot yeah it's, mm-hmm. i actually worked there at the time i had a job or like you I worked ended, there yeah no I, way I had a job i got a job as a waiter there like while i was filming for accidental machines i was waiting tables at the, the gypsy den mm-hmm. but oh, anyways yeah. i'm just remembering this now he took me so we went to the gypsy den and he was like just dropped it on me or just no, yeah how'd that go it, down what'd he say uh i don't remember specifically i just remember him being like in a roundabout kind of super positive way saying it's over or something in a positive way (laughs) or just like you know he wasn't like he could somehow like he could somehow dump that news on you and kind of make you feel do you remember how it happened with you shane called and just kind of was nicely but he said like yeah this is the end but you know hope the best you know it's been awesome work like he just makes you feel good about it somehow yeah 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 
Yeah, and he put like a lot into that. I mean, he had been doing it for a long time, and he had his own ideas about what he was going to do next and his own life and career and stuff. So it's like, what was I going to say? Yeah. No, I want to make another section. No, <laughs> sir. I do Stop. not accept Hold that. On. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did he tell you guys there was going to be like an ad in Daily Bread or whatever? Do you remember that ad? Oh, Is it yeah. Game Over? And game Over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys know that was happening? I didn't that's know a, that's that a very happening. unique way for a company in general to go out. Like you're done, but you're still paying the money to like advertise and let everybody know. Like that you could tell kind of the way he said it to you guys because he left the industry in a nice way to the rest of the world anyway. Right, right. You know? I do remember that now. I haven't thought about that. But it's like a, a very Shane way to I think so end, too. Yeah. Like even very to like mysterious. take you out to lunch or like have lunch with you, um, to tell you is pretty respectable. Yeah. 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 I feel like that conversation could have gone either way. Like, hey, like Ben, like I wanna I'm gonna talk to you, let's go out to lunch, whatever. You could be like, Oh, am I like is something big happening with mind game or something like that? But it was like the opposite, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I still don't know to this day you know, the exact details of why it why it ended, but mm. you know. It's more just like business stuff that I Maybe. wasn't involved in yeah. or that I didn't know anything about that he him and I think Dustin had together with it. So I don't. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I didn't really ask, and I'm just like, okay, next thing. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, so somewhere after that, it's sad. It broke all of our hearts, but you continued on. Skated for Shadow. You did some traveling. Yeah. Been around the world. You ended up. Did you end up getting a pro skate? I did. You did. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I just wanted With to be Shadow, sure. Yeah. Shadow. Well, that's the thing. He also had Shadow. I forgot about this. He yeah. started Shadow. Mm -hmm. Oh, though, so that's actually a pretty good way to go about. It. He's like, hey, you know, we're closing mind game, but. Yeah, exactly. Me and you, buddy, mm -hmm. still going. Yeah, yeah, and most of the time when we were when I was on Shadow, it was like he wasn't involved because Matias had taken it over and and everything. But um, but I but I now I'm remembering. It's like yeah, my game's ending. We're doing Shadow. That's like that was the transition out of it. So yeah, I started skating for Shadow, and eventually years later, got ended up doing like a pro skate with him. But yeah. I forgot completely that Shane did Shadow also. I, know, I, I forgot that too. Which That's such a random thing that you would leave Mind Game, go on to Shadow. You feel like it would be like you're just like backing out of the blading industry altogether kind of thing, you know? Yeah. But he did, yeah, he did do that. And like Jeff was like the first rider at Jeff and Farmer. You remember the first Shadow like stuff coming out? Like those yeah. edits and all that? Yeah. It was well, just was, like them two. It was, I think. Was, oh, no, Dustin. Dustin, yeah, I was say Dustin was, of course. Dustin, yeah. 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 Yeah, that um, and then I think after everything, he ended up selling it to Matias, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. And that's when we started. And that's when we started going on tour. Because that's when we went on tour. I, to I Poland, don't feel like in Germany. Yeah. All this. That was like Shane was. By that time, Shane was out of yeah. the picture. I think. Yeah. Because hmm. Shadow was owned by Matias, who also was USD and and all of that stuff. So it was kind of under the same envelope. Yeah. Yeah. So what were your tours like together? <laughs> I mean, some of them oh, were talking about Germany already a little bit, but my memory is so bad about tours. But yeah. where did we go? We went to Pol. I remember being in Poland with you. Well, Germany. We... I remember being in Russia with you. Yeah, I think we did like three or four weeks, and it went to like Russia, and we were in England for a little bit, if I'm not mistaken. We yeah, did. We, spent we went to England, and we were Spain. Like, I remember being. In we Spain. went on like the Kingdom tour. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're on the Kingdom tour with Jeff Dalnes. Yeah. And so we were in Spain for a little bit. Um, yeah, Poland, Russia, and maybe Germany. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we went to Germany too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Russia, I remember us getting, do you remember getting kicked out of that spot and getting, paying the cops off with rubles to let us skate there? It's just like random little snippets of things I remember from those tours. I actually tours. Don't remember that one. Yeah. Very corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you could pay <laughs> cops off in Russia. I thought yeah, that was like a South American thing. We had rubles. We mm-hmm. gave them some rubles to let us maybe let Jeff do a trick or finish a oh, trick or something. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's one of the many things that happened. Like, yeah. it's so random. I just remember little random snippets of things from tour like that. Yeah. But I remember Poland more specifically with you, like being in Poland and Spain, yeah. I think. Us being yeah. in Spain together. We, we had one time in Spain. Uh, I mean, Poland. Um, we just, like, had, like, a long night, stayed up drinking, and we had to, like, get up early the next day to go shoot some photos. <laughs> but we just, like, stayed up extra late that night drinking and got up, like, hungover, beat to death. And, like, the first spot they took us to was, like, this, um, it's, like, a double set with a ledge on the side. But, like, the ledge, it goes out, it starts, like, maybe like shoulder high but it goes out straight for like three feet before it goes down mm-hmm. so like a double set it, but it goes straight and then down so you gotta like gap to it and like after a night of drinking and the floor is like, all... like a very hungover no, but it's day. Not even... okay so like the floor is all like bad um ground so you can't roll yeah. up to it and there's like 30 polar skaters and they have like three photographers of like one of which who's like a skate photographer two are like people that they hired like one of them's like a wedding photographer <laughs> he like doesn't what a bad idea yeah and i'm like the hungover beat to death and just like there at this spot and this guy's like oh so like if you i can't do a polish accent yeah, so yeah. no no offense but he was just like, oh so like uh where do you want me to shoot like but he would like stand, they could try to set up lights right at where you would land. Oh. Like the thing from like a gap to like. <laughs> but, but like we weren't even like getting ready to do a skate yet because like Ben was like, yeah, are, are you serious? Like this, this is a joke, right? This uh-huh. is ridiculous. And then I basically said, oh, you know, well, we'd skate this, but this ground in the, in the front is bad. We can't, you know, we need like plywood. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't understand five that. minutes later, you just see like a crew of like six Polish guys. We were like in the downtown area of some city mm-hmm. and they're just skating by, like laughing with like a piece of like two pieces of plywood. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, these oh, guys yeah, they are just brought the plywood. They brought the like, plywood. We're not going to let you back out. Like, yeah. We're going to make you. Exactly. Because I was like, oh, well, we would, but we can't. So whatever. Find, find another and in spot. In your head, you were thinking like, we got to pass. Yeah, like, we got to pass. We're like, middle of some downtown, and they just yeah. couple like, some fresh pieces of plywood. Also, it was not, like, a mild let. Like, it was a very, like, serious spot. No, it was serious. Like, it sounds serious. Like, yeah. And it's a bummer, because those clips are, like, gone somewhere. Well, like, then there was no video camera. There was no video camera? It was all, photo, like, photo cameras, uh, I think. I think that's what I remember. There was, like... That makes sense. There was no... You know, usually when you do a yeah. trick like that, you want to... Maybe it. get it on. Well, film. you're on tour. You're on tour too. I <laughs> you definitely like... want to get. No, no. no, it's. But there was no video camera that no. day. There was only like photographers and then the plywood. Because I remember thinking that when we were at the top of the ledge, like, oh man, no, can't no like footage. I don't know. I'm just yeah. No, that makes I sense. That. Did that somehow like spawn the idea? Was it bang where one of the skits was like a photographer uh, like lying under the rail and he was like, "This is my angle." Oh. That sounds kind of similar to what you guys are talking about, like putting like, where you're landing and stuff, like not knowing really where to put stuff. Oh, oh like that sarcastic. Like, is that bang? Oh, or, yeah. Or yeah. machines. No, that's. Uh, I can't remember which one. But, but I know yeah, but you know talking, what I'm talking about, about right? Talking about. But, but, but this wasn't satire. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Funny. No, like, he was serious, and uh, it was very stressful. It was stressful, and yeah. so. It was this whole thing. Because like, there's a lot of pressure, you know. Everyone just waiting. Pressure. Just waiting. No, and then, so they set the thing up, and they were waiting. And he's just like, "You gotta be kidding me!" So we just go back and skate super far back, and 
Well, I think I, I might have then tried it first, but then you were just like, are, are you serious? You're getting these kids? I was like, come on, man. You're like, all right. Like, you know, and we're just like, they're getting each other pumped to do it. Yeah, yeah. And then caught like a Like screaming. Yeah, screaming. Like, pushing you were like, there's like, yeah, like, there was like no other way I can enter into this mind state unless I just like start screaming. Yeah, no, totally. Because <laughs> like, I was like pissed about the whole yeah, situation. Yeah, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? And then just like use that to get stoked. Yeah, and then the I trick. think I was yeah. like, all right, I'll do like, fuck it. Let's, let's yeah. do this. But I think still to this day, that was one of the craziest tricks I've done that wasn't on film or something did the picture yeah. go anywhere i, I never really saw it no <laughs> way <laughs> all that. I didn't I really saw it. yeah i mean we made like it was like sick what did like, you do on the maybe, like, you gap to i like top acid and fish brand it and you royale that and soy out that soy which was like yeah and Not then like chill. everyone was just like um you know Going, it was like cool for like the 30 kids there and maybe the wedding photographer might have liked it i don't know did anybody else skate with you guys was it not like germany no. where everyone was jeff down this skated oh, it after like and it's way better no he sold it or he sold it he sold it he sold it but yeah shout out jeff down but or like at the end when after we because i think he like didn't have his skates or there was something going yeah, on but he yeah. skated it like just after we were done or something like that yeah but um what yeah. a waste. <laughs> and then, like, later on that night, we were at a bar, and some Polish kid said, he made soyal, and you only did fish brain. <laughs> and, then, and then Ben was yeah. like, don't say that, man. That's not nice. <laughs> and I was like, damn, bro. I was hungover. You're lucky I did anything. Like, yeah, I know. You should just be happy I even, like, <laughs> yeah. skated this. Yeah. You didn't film it for anything. Come on. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, crazy. little do you know, that was, like, that a... That was a mo moment that we bonded. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, that was a just good tour. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. But sorry, where, where were you? No, I was saying that's, like... Uh, I don't even know what I was saying with that, but yeah. <laughs> it was just like a moment. Yeah, it was a cool moment. And that, those moments happen a lot where you're expected to skate on tour or something, or you're at a mm -hmm. contest, you have to compete, maybe you don't want to or something. Mm -hmm. But that day, specifically just being hungover and then yeah. screaming and then... We, like, both, we both dragged <laughs> each other out of it like yeah, for, yeah, like, for the moment. Yeah. yeah, exactly, which is like a, a huge part of doing tricks or skating with your friends. You like... Mm -hmm get to that level mm. and like mind state with the encouragement of another like you For got sure. this like i got it too like let's do yeah, this you know it's a, it's a it's a synergistic, synergistic energy yeah 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 the best. that was like so in the end it was great i i also but, think there's a uh there was like a little bit of me because like they were like will you skate this will you skate this and like in the accent all the time i'm just like jesus if i just like hit this will they stop bothering me and i was like okay yeah. i'm gonna go yeah. do this so that's kind of like a little no offense to anyone uh, over there but it was, uh, you know, when, like I said, like when you're hungover and beat up, and it's just like, and then, then we hit it and they stopped bothering us. And then, like, we went to the next spot. All you gotta do is hit it. We went to the next spot, and, like, you know, it was like, all right, Jeff, you're like, you know, you're up. It was pretty cool. Yeah, just sit back now. <laughs> yeah. You take it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, I wanna actually talk about, like, your kind of transition uh, out of skating at the end into other things, but, but yeah. first, um, Actually, we were talking about something earlier, and I thought it was kind of funny, and I thought it'd be cool to mention it. You and Farmer had, like, a little bit of strange beef there for a second, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. There was some. There was a lot of shit, shit talking about me on that end, I think. Not that I was fully aware of, but there, there was some tension, I would say. Mind game days? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, mind game days. Or maybe before. Because th there was a bit where sometimes, like, you know... It looked like Farmer would do a trick at a spot, but you would like go back to that spot, like similar to like maybe what happened with Vinny, 
yeah. on the P-Rail, but yeah, like yeah. fast forward a bit and you were like one up in his tricks and I, I think that maybe might have might have bothered him a little bit. I think I don't remember specific tricks that I tried to one up of his, but I think like to be honest, I was just very influenced by his skating mm -hmm. with Dustin Latimer and like and people like that or mm -hmm. something. And I think it came because I was like at the beginning of like formulating my own style or something or like finding my own way of doing it or something there was like i was like jocking his style a little bit and i think that's mainly the resentment he was just like who the fuck is this kid you know mm -hmm. similar to like what you're saying earlier yeah or something how we felt at times like when that's she's been on the other foot or something right? yeah, yeah yeah but i but we ended up becoming like actually through music later on and through shadow like ended up playing music and, and becoming friends and like we ended up we're friends now i mean i haven't talked to him for a while but yeah back at the back in the day there was some there was some, there was some drama a little tension there, right? there was some tension yeah <laughs> that's true yeah i thought it was i thought it'd be funny to touch upon that you know just yeah. because i don't know but it's good that you guys connected again yeah everything's yeah, cool now right I okay. haven't talked to him when i was on i was on a music tour in minnesota like we played in minneapolis last no maybe not last year because what am i saying two years ago and i hit him up um but he wasn't in town at the time but yeah we're totally cool mm -hmm. I, we've been friend that was like a few years of that and then uh and then we ended up becoming good friends so yeah that's cool yeah, yeah i just thought of, like, funny <laughs> no that. it is funny when yeah. i think about it too i'm like because it's funny I what, what, what been things... mad at me too or something for like <laughs> yeah. talking someone's style but again it's like this thing of like and I can relate it to music too. It's like, like in the in the era of music that I really love, like in the '60s and '70s, people would imitate other people's style, you know, and like like uh, heavily competitive and like influenced by by someone else's music, and like oftentimes like stealing it like straight up, or and then and then developing their own style or something. But there's this like competitiveness that is like, I think is like a good thing, you know. In the end, like yeah. I think it makes for good art or good skating. For you know, sure. to be, to uh, to take like strong influence from people or something. But yeah, that's no, that's I, what I, it, yeah. I agree, but I, and I also think it's like a, a level of you know flattery. It's, it's like you know, you inspire someone skating to a degree. That's you know, I think that's cool. Yeah, I think so. Like if I've seen people do that to me, I'm like I'm like, oh, happy for them. Yeah, you know, or I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. You know. I think it depends on what phase of your career you're in, I guess. Because if you're still trying to be like pro and make it and stuff like that, then it could be like threatening, I guess. Yeah. But now yeah. looking back from like an outsider's eye, like we're all just like chilling the skate. We're not trying to do anything crazy. So it's like if someone tried to imitate a trick that you've done or a style, you'd be like, like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah. And we're all adults now too. So it's more like, yo, you inspired that for me to do that or something, you know? Yeah. It's a little more flattering. Exactly. Like no one, I don't think at this age or at my age, like, we would care about something like that or yeah. something. it'd be more flattering but yeah when when you're on a team together or you're filming the same video it's like mm -hmm. yeah it's competitive i guess in some it is yeah some way or yeah. something but it's healthy you know? but it's i think it's healthy and i think it makes for good it can make for good things you know i agree so yeah well uh i think it'd be a good time to talk in, about your transition uh, away from skating um yeah. and into what you got into after that so i guess after the tours after the pro skate um you just got to a point where you're like what were you feeling and thinking so after i think um 
basically what had happened is like, well, it was a lot of years of skating every day, all day, all my friends being skaters mm -hmm. my entire life. Like yeah. since like I was like 10, I was like throughout middle school, high school, just like every day, 10 hours a day skating. And, and, and then like years and years of that. And then like filming all these videos and it, it just, at some point I, th I forget like when this happened or something but i started and and there were also at the time skating was like you know i had expected to make like a lot of money like i thought i was just going to survive as a kid you yeah. think like oh i'm going to mm -hmm. survive off this for the rest of my life yeah. if i'm pro or something because mm -hmm. when we were kids like we were talking about i saw aaron or people like making a lot of money yeah for and, sure like i was like oh yeah you can just do that for the rest of your life yeah but I think career wise, like those circumstances. And then also like there was a big part of me that was like, I need to like also just step out of this um, community to like just learn about myself and try to do other things and like immerse myself in different ways. So I, so, so yeah, that was like a, a huge part of it of why I did that. And because I, I grew up, my dad's a musician and I always grew up loving music through that whole time. Um, I was like, well, I'll just try this too, you mm -hmm. know, like take a little break or mm -hmm. something and try like to kind of like just se separate a little bit or like yeah. learn about myself. And I think that that was good for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That is cool. <laughs> How old were you when you were doing all that? Like the transition, I guess? I think I, we were starting to play music like, oh man, my memory, maybe when I was... I'm 34 now, so maybe when I was 22. So it's like 12 years 20. of skating all day, every day, pretty much. Yeah, and I mean, like, not like, not like joking, like literally, like all day, like yeah, yeah. And every friend is like, just everything. Like, and then like when we weren't skating, we were just watching a skate video, and then wake up, watch another skate video, and then go back. It was like, just all the time, just completely yeah. obsessed with it. But yeah, I think when I, we started playing music, I was actually playing with like, there were a few other musicians who were also into music. Like remember Ollie Short mm -hmm. and, right, his, yeah. and he was always like, he was kind of getting into it and Jeff Stockwell was mm -hmm. playing at the mm -hmm. time. And there were other musicians who were like, I don't know if they wanted to pursue careers in it, but they were obsessed with music and like playing music. So I kind of started playing with music with skaters too in the community and then like kind of made the more transition outside of meeting more other musicians more musicians not related to skating and stuff mm -hmm. but yeah was it like when you made like the kind of transition was like a conscious decision like i'm i'm going to separate or was it more like natural just you're playing more music and you're doing less skating i think it was like just natural mm. i wasn't like tr like Oh, now I'm just gonna like stop skating and have a music career or something. I was just, it was just like naturally flowed into that. And like I said, there was like a three or four year period where I was playing music a lot and skating and filming yeah. too or something. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, I was like, I w I wanted to take music more seriously and try to like pursue more of a career in it and stuff. But yeah, I mean that's a tough thing too. Like you went from one thing that's pretty tough to get a career into another thing that's pretty yeah. tough to get a career. Into. <laughs> yeah, that's true, right? Story of my life. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Like my mom was always just like, because my brother's a lawyer now, and he was a skater mm -hmm. and musician. He's a drummer too, but it was always like I was. The things that I chose and that I love to do are obviously just harder to mm -hmm. make a career out of or something, you know. But I was like. 
I'm not going to spend my life like doing something I don't want to do or yeah, something. Yeah, you got to make happy at least. Yeah, I was like, it's it's worth it. And um, yeah, but it's it's a grind. It's a hustle. Even in music, similar to skating, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's a similar mentality, I think. Mm-hmm. So. Sure. So yeah, I chose hard things to do. I, <laughs> I like the comparison but, of skating and music together. They're very similar, especially like touring and stuff so like many, that. Yeah, like there's yeah. a lot of similarities in that way too. But it's it's interesting to see after you become a pro skater to go to music. Yeah. Like tour is different. You know, like you're still hanging out with people, but like instead of like friends you skate with, they're just like you're practicing music together. Yeah. And all that stuff. So yeah. it's interesting to see the transition. I feel like it's somewhat an easy transition for a skater to do, and that's it's why weird. a lot of it's happened. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's actually a good point. Like uh, how. The, the distinction between like a skate tour and a music tour. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, way, way different. Right? different. I, I never done the music yeah. tour, but I know I could tell, I can imagine. It's different, yeah. What was your experience like for that transition of like kind of going on a tour where you're like hungover and then you have to skate a, a big challenge the next day and it then makes, you go into music and it it's makes way different? It makes music honestly look so easy, <laughs> yeah, I would say. Like <laughs> literally, because I remember the skating tours. Just the, the, you know, the, that, the aspect of like literally physical the pain, physical aspect. That's, yeah. that's just such a big one. Like, and then having to perform all day physically and being like just an athlete, mm-hmm. like it, t- it takes so much maintenance. Not that, that, not that music doesn't, but there's, it's so much easier to just sit in a van and then get out of the van and go to sound check and plug in your instrument and then sit around and then play a show like it's less taxing on your yeah, body it's less I taxing think, you know it's, yeah of course whereas, whereas skating it's like if you're not in good shape or you're not taking care of yourself on tour like seriously taking care of yourself yeah. you're like it's it's a lot yeah and i think uh, sometimes i don't know how we i put my body through a lot i yeah. think on those tours those skating tours and i guess you can do that when you're young but yeah so in that way music's a little chiller I would yeah. say. like not dealing with that aspect of physical pain and and uh, and the show is for like a, a set is thirty or forty minutes mm-hmm. and it's over. <laughs> but but it. our skate day is like twelve hours <laughs> or like not twelve hours, but you could know, be. A good, could, could be. be. No, yeah. dude, could there, be all day. There were days in Russia. I remember yeah. we would start the day skating spot to spot, like yeah, you know, and that we before after we hit all the spots, it'd be like you know ten hours skating and yeah. then skating to all the spots and then oh, skating so at the spots, <laughs> and yeah, there's a big distinction between that and. And then also maybe hungover, and that's the difference yeah. between being like hungover and being like, oh my god, I'm hungover. What time is it noon? Ah, uh, what time do we got to play at 10 p.m.? All right, we'll, we'll get through this. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, for sure. And but, what do you do all day when you're waiting to go play a show at night? Just hanging we, out, right? Just hanging out mostly. Although that's so I will easy. say, on some of the tour, like I play in this band, drug dealer, and everyone uh, skates is a skateboarder. Not everyone in the band, but most of the people. So it'd be like sound check and then just like leave the venue and go skating for mm. those three three or four hours and then like come directly from the skate spot to the show and play. That's pretty which is cool. fun. But not like it's leisurely skating. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like sort of relaxed skating, like finding some ledges or like just cruising around whatever town we were in. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be like all right, we got three hours. We need to hit a drop rail right now. Or like, <laughs> yeah, or yeah. like film. Get the cameras ready. Yeah. Tell everyone we're coming to the spot. Yeah. But so so that's fun to be able to do that to combine them, mm-hmm. the at like skating and music on tour. Yeah. It's really fun actually. That is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So you're in a band with a bunch of skateboarders. There are a bunch of skateboarders. Yeah. So I'm the only rollerblader. So that it's a it's different obviously than yeah. being on tour with then h- hanging out with your buddies and, and blading. Yeah. So, so what's it like then? Like how, like 
you guys, how did you even get started with that? Because I also heard recently that maybe you, they didn't know you rollerbladed at first. Is that true? Yeah, they they weren't aware. Like, they, there's like such a big skateboarding community in LA, and like in that band, there's a there's a lot of skateboarders, and I wasn't fully. I didn't say to what extent I really skated. They knew I skated, I think, but they didn't know like about the videos. They were pro like, and they, stuff. Yeah, they, when they saw like, <laughs> when, right. when they saw like the vi- like I think Mike, the guy who started Drug Dealer and it's it's his group was I was like these guys were going to like get into a like trying to get me to go out with them and skate or like bring my skate bring my skates to the skate park and skate with them. So yeah. Mm-hmm yeah like um and it's just fun it's a funny situation but yeah no i i can totally say that uh you know even just when i started to dabble in music i was definitely like um sensitive like i was sensitive even at the skate park to criticism of rollerblading or whatever it is that i did and you know just maybe like i just want these people to look at me for my music and maybe not even go there with that aspect of having to fight with someone Mm -hmm. or like become enemies or something because did you experience anything like that when you maybe first started uh playing music before drug dealer like any weird vibes like that not really as as much but i think growing up and just being a a blader you're always dealing with that that level of hate and same with rollerbladers hating skateboarders too you end up like hating each other you know Mm -hmm. just get used to it you just get used to it and it's (laughs) like i honestly just didn't want that as a part of my i was like i'm just like I've dealt with that for so I, long. Yeah, yeah, there's like I'm, and also I'm not interested in dealing with those parts. Those like, the people, you know, making jokes about fruit booting doesn't really go far, especially with like yeah. the uh, homophobic connotations yeah. with it, and mm-hmm. the movement in the LGBTQIA plus community. People aren't. Uh, yeah. What did you say the other day about like you and Miguel, you and Miguel, and? people like propping you guys down and or something like that at a oh. skate park and you're like is it over <laughs> yeah no yeah yeah no i was uh i went to a skate park with do you know joe atkinson's at all yeah yeah i've met him and uh miguel camina yeah yeah they just ripped balls and we were at a skate park and it was like packed with og skateboarders really young skateboarders and uh some og bmxers and nothing but love and so like oh maybe this is not temporary because i felt that for a while like the yeah. love, but maybe this is gonna be how it will be that'd be cool that'd be great i mean i think people when you get to our age it's like i don't have any i don't feel like uh i wouldn't feel intimidated by any skateboarder anyways you know Mm -hmm. i feel confident in my skate skating enough to like and i don't i don't care you know so i think that helps not caring or not being like oh these people don't like don't take it to heart yeah just like how could you care at this point about like something like that you know, so, so that yeah. that makes it easier for me to nap or be around like a lot of skateboarders or something. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that I literally don't want their approval at all, like yeah, or at this point in my life, yeah, I did at one time probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, or there's that whole dynamic, but yeah, it's so different. Yeah, now. for sure. It's like uh, you you want like some approval at some point, just because at, at least in like the, the when we were younger skaters, maybe because there was so much hate. Yeah, it's like yeah. you know come on just you know maybe not like all and, skateboarders skateboarder, but... skateboarders started making so much money sure so i think that's really like a huge part of it yeah it's like you see these people you're just as good as these people doing the same thing giving your whole life to this yeah. but the uh the, the culture's moving towards just like they they are like if 
someone in in my position or, or whatever would have maybe made a lot more money mm-hmm. you know in skateboarding For than sure. i did or so, oh, so yeah, there's that yeah. resentment too it's like yeah it's like uh oh yeah yeah you get to capitalize off this mm-hmm. like in a financial way mm-hmm. or something you know yeah like some sometimes like not all but like a lot of there's a lot of big bucks of big industry in skateboarding yeah it's way more mainstream and more more involved in like in mainstream culture so it's yeah frustrating even to this day it's kind of frustrating yeah i think but no i mean yeah i it is it's because you can't <laughs> Like especially you're in Southern California doing music, like you know it's like it's yeah. it's and it's every, it's like everywhere in Southern California culture. So it's huge out here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if they could just give some of that money, spread some. <laughs> you could just <laughs> like you know, get some of it. Actually, some give of it. us some. Like, yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't mind a donation. We're not above that. Yeah. Like child support, like every skateboarder <laughs> should get a little percentage to a pro skater. I'm sorry. <laughs> can we make that happen? Is that possible? Yeah, is that how we're gonna get money back? Happen. You can make yeah, that happen. Yeah, yeah. Just give me a little time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, but you know, it's like if you're sponsored by Nike or Converse, or multi-million-dollar corporate companies, then you yeah, know, that's 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 different. But but I think you know it's cool to see lately in culture. The I feel like because of all these movements that there's like there's a lot of crossover in terms of those boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know. Of like not having to be so like exclusive and yeah. people basing their identity off like oh I'm a skateboarder I can't hang out with a blader or I can't hang out with a biker or yeah. whatever like mm-hmm. we're moving towards more just accepting people and like being open yeah minded which I think will help blading or is helping blading a lot right now from what I can see I think so like, too from an outside perspective yeah that's what it seems mm-hmm. that seems to be a big part of it I think so too. Um, it was more mature, more open. Yeah, you get more open. You're just like, fucking, we're past that. Yeah. Um, in a bit, I want to open up for questions, but I do want to talk a little bit about drug dealer too, and maybe some other projects that you're working on. Mm, yeah. But before that, I think we have a quick clip for our guests watching right now of uh, drug dealer. It's a 60 second clip that we pulled off of your YouTube. You sure? Um, yeah. So we are going just to, to check him out. Where let people know where. They could check you out too first before we. Oh, yeah. on uh, online. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, on Instagram, you can follow me at uh, Ben underscore Schwab underscore. And for what the, about band, the band, at drug oh, dealer. And, and for drug dealer, you the the Instagram handle name I think is just drug dealer for that project. Yeah. You got yeah. the Instagram handle drug dealer. It wasn't taken. It's not me. It's. I'm it's, saying it's, it wasn't it's, taken already. <laughs> That's it probably crazy. was taken. But I don't know the story behind it. But you know how you can buy. Yeah, you, you bought can buy it somebody. Names on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. I'm not sure. The drug dealer Instagram got hacked a lot. It's always getting hacked. So how, how does people. that work? Like you could like if you have the name and someone else buys it, like you get kicked off the name. No, you just got to reach out to somebody. Yeah, you whoever has someone. it, just message them and be like, hey, I want your name. How much is it going to cost me? Yeah. And it's like a. It's not an official thing. It's just like. Yeah, that's cool. Between two people. It's like if I you have a nice car, I'm like, oh, nice car. Can I buy it from you? Like that's kind of how it works. The next social media that starts, I should get every every cool name. Yeah, exactly. Selling names. Same thing like websites and stuff yeah. like that. You sell a name. <laughs> but let's see if this works. I'm gonna try to play a, a clip from Drug D.
We're back? Yeah. All right, cool. So that was your band, Drug Dealer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a band that. So it's a band oh, yeah. that's Mike uh, Mike Collins mm-hmm. uh, started, and uh, I joined just as a guitar player, sort of collaborative songwriter sometimes. And it's a it's a group of like, I think I always forget. There's it's kind of a rolling group, but there's seven seven or eight of us. Oh, that many? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a big. It's like it's a little like community of musicians that all hang out, and and a lot of them are in the skateboarding kind of scene. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm the blader in, the, in, in that group. <laughs> See, I, I feel with when I first heard that um, the band Drug Dealer, yeah, that it was um, very unique, and not many contemporary bands are making that style of music now. Yeah, yeah, and it's very connected to skate like music that skaters like, I guess, or something, or just like um, skate culture in general. I think you know. Um, and a lot of it's like you know in, inspired by like classic songwriting, classic seventies, sixties, uh, a type of a different, almost like a different type of mentality in music or, mm-hmm. or writing mm-hmm. than than maybe as modern than modern culture or something. Yeah. So yeah, it's not like the the hash direction at all <laughs> the what it's the not like it's not like a hash thing oh no 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 it's yeah. like super musical and and good and it's actually like when i was yeah. hearing that i i heard like you know some i was even like feeling like oh these are like kind of beatles mama papa's influence yeah, like yeah, different yeah, things yeah, like, that. like that harmonies yeah lots of vocal stuff like um melodic like yeah beatles todd rungren inspired music there's there's kind of this whole wave of people out here in la that just love that that type of music like mm-hmm. laurel canyon scene from the 70s and, and all that stuff it's like it's it's still out here in la and mm-hmm. so i think drug dealers just like a piece of that kind mm-hmm. of like um not that it's just that i mean it has like its own approach or something but it's just very in that world or something yeah still do you ever like make a song where you're like, this would be sick for a skate video and you want to like film a skate edit to that song? I should. <laughs> I've made songs for other people's sections. Like some one time I made a song for Eric Bailey's section and what section and, was that? Some vol- it was in a Vala video. I did a few songs for Bailey, Brandon Smith. Um Oh, did you do Brandon Smith and Volo? One of the Volo Yeah, videos? but I forget what number it was. I forget too, but I remember that. I, mean, I think Yvonne said that or something. Like, how it makes you want to skate or like, this would be cool to just skate to, you know? Uh, something that I would like to hear in a skate video, you know? Exactly, yeah. No, no, that, I've always thought about that, actually. Like, if you knew you were gonna, if you were filming a skate section and you knew you could make the music to it, mm-hmm. you'd probably like skate to your own set song in your head or something. You would yeah. like make your, both of them. Mm-hmm. Faced happen. around it, yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. But, but that's like such a thing to do, or something. Yeah, I've thought about that. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I know Anthony Marchione kind of does something like that. Does he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he yeah. makes music for skate videos, and well, uh, Bina coordinated with him to specifically make the soundtrack for his entire video. So they got oh, together yeah. and like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, scored something to for the, you know, skate video. Yeah, I think the last two or three Bina projects has been like all original stuff. Yeah, but, like. And later music or something yeah. like that. It's super cool to have that yeah. done with laters too, you know? You're gonna have that's music amazing. done, just have it keep yeah. it in the family, you know? That's such a and it's cheaper than yeah. getting rights and stuff to totally. like Yeah. But so yeah. I guess that was a lot of solo stuff. So like do you still work doing solo uh all that? Yeah, so well I have um I'm doing a lot of things like in, in with my 
with that involved music but uh some of the main things is like yeah i started a few years ago started playing this band drug dealer and i actually have a new project that i'm about to release i think it's probably going to be summer or in fall that's uh called sylvie and it's like my own project that kind of features a lot of like people in this community that i'm talking about really talented musicians and friends of mine who are like collaborating on the record and stuff but it's this it's this brand new project that i'm like very very stoked about it's like it's not out yet and it's it's coming out soon so that's that's i've been spending most of my time like with that that's with that project and then doing and doing drug dealer and then i played in another band golden days which was has been around for a while and then i'm doing like some movie score stuff and just trying to stay busy doing like uh, a variety of things that's dope but yeah is your new project a solo project it's a it's i started it and i like recorded the whole thing in my studio that i built at my house i have like a home studio um but it features other musicians and singers so it's like it's my project but it's very collaborative it's actually similar to drug dealer in that way or in skating in the same way where you have like a lot of friends working on the same thing together you know i mean because in music nowadays it's it's a little bit i think more maybe less from my in my opinion less centered around collaboration like big groups of people community bands bands are kind of fading out of it it's more just like individualistic one person type of deal and I love like that community and collaboration, that aspect that that's in skating, that's in um, a lot of older music. And so I've tried to kind of create that, like put that on my record. So there's a lot of people on it. My, even my dad, who's a musician, plays on it and sings on it. You finished recording it? Yeah, it's all finished recording. Oh, that's dope. Recording it. But it's like, it's very inclusive. Like mm-hmm. here, here's all of my people, like my whole like- Sounds group. like it was fun to make. Very fun extremely fun like one of the most fun projects for that reason because mm-hmm. you can feed off that like working with people you know and right. it's dope that you had your dad on it yeah yeah, that's, that's <laughs> super yeah, yeah, cool. yeah i'm trying to collaborate with him more he's a great songwriter from this he had a group out here in la in the 70s um and we're very we're very close like intertwined musically he taught me a lot of things and stuff about music so so yeah it's funny i'm trying to work with him more or like like he's he's a really good songwriter so we'll trade ideas over the phone and stuff and like i told him like for the next sylvie record you got to write some we'll write some songs together you know i wrote this one song on the record for him to sing um but on the next one i want to work with him more so it's like to me it's like i get to work together yeah yeah, it's Mm -hmm. like that those kinds of projects are very like spiritually and emotionally fulfilling because you're literally working with your family or friends right. on a project and the so the bonding experience exactly and so the the idea of like capitalism and like having to like be you know you like you're like kind of protected from that stuff in a way yeah because you're it's really about the experience of like working with all your friends and like and like your love of music together it's so yeah it's very extremely fun mm-hmm. to do yeah that's dope um we're gonna open it up for questions in just a second, but um, before I do that, I want to shout out our sponsor, Blank by Rollerblade. Please follow us on all of our social media platforms: um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the other Patreon if you like. And we're gonna open up for questions soon. But first, Ben. Yes. I want to ask you because your whole life is music, and this mm-hmm. Corona year has been absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, crazy. I know it's been hard on a lot of my musician friends. Mm -hmm. um, do you see a light at the end of the tunnel? Do you think things get get better? Where Where do you think it goes? Yeah, I think I think so. I'm I'm very. I think it's been a hard time for musicians. Like, there's no, there's not a lot of work. There's no shows, no, no shows. tours. Um, but I think we're finding creative ways to still engage with each other. And like, I I know for me, like, I have friends over a lot, and I'll have fires, and then just have people come play, and we'll play like just like cover songs all night, or we'll play Bob Dylan songs or, or whatever, like just keep the energy going because it, it is such a hard time where everything's been cut off. And I think, and you just like, I don't know, I have to find creative ways to, to keep that energy going. So I'm, I'm trying to be positive, but with that said, it's, it has been as for so many other people, such a hard time, like mentally because of this, the pandemic that we're in. Yeah. I mean, it's, it seems like that we, there is a light at the end of the tunnel though. It seems like, um, yeah, you know, yeah. with the vaccine so and everything. And I think things, when they do like my, my personal opinion is I think when things do come back, like shows, like even indoor dining and all that stuff, but like when it's, that's people are going to go like twice as much, I think, because there's like know, this repressed feeling to like, please. Everybody needs to get out finally so I, do something. I, yeah. Yeah. I feel like the musician musicians need to be like practicing the most right now <laughs> yeah, yeah. because it's like when Long it gets up. open up, like everyone's just going to want to be out. That's that's what I'm feeling about I've been it. Thinking about that, it's going to be overload. Like that's what I think I, too. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, I believe the that. amount of people that are going to want to like be together yeah. and see each other and play music or like it's just going to be interesting to it's see. Be tons of shows and like tons of. Good, uh, I hope so. Yeah, it's yeah. Awesome. Very yeah. good. We I all want to go to shows, no matter who you are. You want to go to a show. You want to see your favorite band play. Yeah. You or know. go out skating and filming, like without worrying about, yeah. you know, wearing a mask and, right. and all these things. And there's some places where skate parks are still closed too, yeah, because of COVID, which is crazy. Yeah. But yeah, it's still a thing. So yeah. We'll open up eventually. We'll do all the shows, get all the shows going, and everything like that. Get you guys back in business. And if you wanted, maybe. Use some of Ben's music or maybe some of his band's music in a skate video for a VOD. Let her know. You know, yeah. keep the keep the money in the in the family right there. You know. <laughs> yeah, keep the business all in the family. <laughs> there you go. Um, do you want to open up for questions? Yeah. Should we start we with the super chats? Open up for questions, but do you want to go to the super chats? Yeah, I'll do the super chats. So um, we try to throw them all on the screen, but if it's a really long time ago, which some of these are, I can't go back that far. So I don't take it personally. But I want to kick off the super chats with. Mir Moro, some Kiwi dollars for you. Um, Zach Bujaza, Plastic Mag, big shout out to Plastic Mag. It's a big, oh, maybe a big donation. 100 ruble. 100 ruble. Ben and Billy, let's drink some vodka. <laughs> That's a Boris. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Shout out, Boris. Shout out to Boris. Barrett Cantor. Garrett. That's my, that's my boy. Uh, he says... Crap DZ versus Snatchy Waters in a game of skate for the, <laughs> for the spiciest <laughs> Bolognese. Who wins? What the hell is that? Dude, it's just a bunch of inside shit. That's, my, that's, a, that's an old friend, Garrett. He's talking about just Snatchy Waters. <laughs> I don't even know what he said. What's but he's, snatchy for waters. the spiciest Bolognese? Byron, Byron uh, Snatchy Waters. He was like an amazing <laughs> skater back in santa monica but i had a like garrett's a very close friend of lee martin's and mine and my brother's and he's just like fucking around he's just, <laughs> he's, just he's just yeah just giving you a good laugh on the show yeah 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 you're not wrong but, with that ain't nothing wrong with that 
We got another super chat from DRock Mufasa. I love that name. That's a good one. Uh, Alex Andes hey, uh, gave it a fist bump emoji. <coughs> we have Aaron Schultz. Says, gotta run. Glad y'all got another Midwest ripper on the podcast. Hell yeah. I, Hell think, yeah. I think he's from the, the Midwest as well. Uh, older Blading says, great production value in this episode. Boys love it. Oh, thank you. Zachary Lones. 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 Zach Lones. As all you boys, also, you're right. These are like old, uh, a lot of old uh, Ohio friends of mine. Well, Zachary says, how did the Ohio Bladers and terrain influence your skating approach as a pro? And let's chill at Bill's later, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> that let's chill at Bill's is a video, a local video from Ohio. See, these are all like very deep inside references. But um, So how's the Ohio terrain and bladers influence your skating uh, like big time i think when you grow up in ohio and you're cut off from a lot of like the things i'm talking about the west coast culture and stuff and um there's like this mentality for me and a lot of my friends it's just like or, or for i just i just like there's like a very hard work ethic in those places i think with skating and just like a lot of like um even like the spots themselves like in ohio if you go out there and skate there's cracks before every rail a lot mm -hmm. of rails are a lot higher it's yeah, just like weird little things like that that you grow up with and, and you kind of get used to skating in these like kind of just not perfect situations or rougher environments and i think like the way we skated back in the oss days with with all my friends like zach and, and all them and, and omar and all them it's kind of like it's just a little bit I don't want to say more rugged than uh, California, but it's a little bit more like gritty more rugged, or yeah. something. I think it is more rugged. California yeah, spots are generally pretty perfect. Yeah. Generally. Not, uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm not insulting anyone by saying that. It's, no. That's just kind of how it is. And yeah. so, and New York's probably got like similar things like that. There's some older ones, but uh, I those know. influence your skating a lot. I feel like, right? It's totally. Like, mm -hmm. But specifically like the Midwest is known for like the bigger hills, bigger yeah, cracks. New rocks, York's not known for just, big hills. It's very flat. So like, uh, yeah. I think, I think you guys did have a more rugged, some bigger rails and some, and some tougher terrain. And it's, you know, Ohio is a blue, co blue color state in general. Yeah. So yeah. It's going to be some blue collar blading out there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> blue collar blading. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. Dimitri Pukarev says, love you, Ben. Here's a beer. Remember skating with you and Winston in San Clemente. Oh yeah. Cheers. Older Blading again, once again, thank you for the super chat. Older Blading says, Ben, one day I logged into my personal Instagram and it said you followed me. We've never met, but thanks. Follow at Older Blading. Oh. <laughs> who, who, who is it? I don't know. Older Blading. It says older. the Instagram name is at Older Blading. So it says you gave oh, him a nice. follow. Cheers. Probably struck your interest. Yeah. Done doing something right over there, Older Blading. <laughs> uh, and we have another super chat from Ben Magaziner. Oh, that's my boy. It's a jam dude. Jeez. <laughs> ja, it's Jam dude. Oh, Jam. Is that what the ja. H is doing there? Yeah. Magaziner. He's skating really good, actually, right now. I've been, mm -hmm. he, if he's, uh, I guess he's watching. I've been seeing all your clips. Jar's in the chat. What you, yeah. Jar chicken, too. Yeah, Jar chicken. Yeah. <laughs> you want to the Jar chicken? Yeah. You want to the Jar chicken? <laughs> Have you seen Jar chicken? Funniest videos. No, no, but he's made me a lot of, cooked me a lot of, Jar type things. Uh, jar type. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a 
yeah great but yeah i see you ben magazine i see what you're doing yeah there you go and i and i'm coming to portland soon hopefully okay. to visit there you go yeah ben i'm looking for you to come back to like philly or something like that so we can skate again too uh we have another super chat from lines then media it says love the music talent ben gonna be looking for scoring on our short film session with heavy blading footprint let's connect so there you go someone already wants to use oh, your music for their project just hit me up there we go yeah hit him up oh hit him up hit him up um did you have any questions billy yeah you find um, in there? got some questions over here one from hood panda hood panda hood panda says who is your favorite skater out of ohio other than yourself <laughs> I think my um, my brother at an early age, I looked up to him. He taught me a lot of things. So my brother and then obviously Omar. Omar was like, you know, influenced a lot. And I saw him from an early age working very hard at skate. Like he would just, he was very like, he had these practice rails and he would just do like 30 true soils in a row. And just like, he was just very like, and so stylish and came out with that just that like midwest style that it was is very influential so i'd say my brother omar omar would really just do like trick after trick like yeah he would like perfect to... it he was he was like a perfectionist ah. type skater um maybe a lot of people don't know that because they just see the sections and stuff but at least in the early days yeah he was very like committed to that and uh but yeah so it's dope that's pretty cool to hear like a little inside story about people like that, how they yeah. train, quote unquote, yeah, train to get their tricks done. Because his sections maybe don't see, it's so loose and so like rugged like type of skating, so you maybe don't see that side yeah. or something, but yeah. Makes sense though, Any like with someone with that style that it would yeah, take a lot like, of work so, to be meticulous. Yeah, yeah he for sure. Did, yeah. Um, shout out Hood Panda for that question. Uh, we have one from Plastic Mag. Shout out Boris Gasner craziest russian story parentheses maybe the one with the boat <laughs> what's the boat <laughs> i don't do you remember because um, we were there together the what? craziest russian story is like getting sick from the amount of vodka that they would oh, make man. Drink. every time <laughs> someone would do something i'd just be like i'd be like you just land like a soul grind on a ledge and then everyone would be like shut we had a trip and we stayed up all night and then we went out in the morning and like there was a river right by and there was like some boat we went on the boat and then like threw some chairs off the boat. I don't know. It, was ridiculous. Chairs off the boat. it probably was a smart idea to do that in Russia. Probably like some KGB guys boat. So yeah. Right. So my answer would be, you tell me what the craziest thing. <laughs> Detasking though. Yeah. It, it was just so ridiculous that I did that. It was just, <laughs> probably the only person like to do that. Flamenco Spanish style guitar. Yeah. <laughs> hit the rail. But it was, we were just clowning. We were just joking. I mean, it was, I wasn't thinking like, oh, I'm gonna start. I'm just gonna rip it right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just like, yeah. yeah, but that was fun. <clears throat> uh, Ryan Saylor says, favorite city to skate in the U.S. and then in the world. Favorite city to skate in the U.S. and then world. Um, probably favorite city would be, I would say Orange County. Actually, after all this talk, like, had some of the greatest times of skating. Uh, down there and then in the world i would say spain maybe just because of all the amenities that mm -hmm. come with like being in barcelona and the beach and yeah i don't know if you remember being on tour there it was just yeah, like incredible 
so nice to be able, and, and obviously it's like a famous place to skate. Yeah. Um, but being able to skate and then just Vibe. like walk on the beach yeah. and have all these, and it's just so beautiful out there. And there's people are just very, very sweet vibey. and it's yeah. very vibey mm. and the culture is, I don't know. They'd probably become my friends. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I changed my mind. I actually rather hang out with a hundred duck sized horses and make that them sounds friends. very sweet. <laughs> yeah. And just make them create a little family. <laughs> That's true. Thanks only, for the crazy the only scary thing about horses. <laughs> yeah, the only scary thing about horses that they'll just like kick you or trample you. But if they're tiny, they're not going to do nothing. If they're little baby horses, I think that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I can handle that. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, Ryan Benner says, Ben. Ryan Benner. Do you remember when we all tried to sleep in the car in Louisville after skating the park and you tried to 180 the massive set by the river? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Just like, yes, I do. Good. Yeah. To, yep. Thanks for reminding me. Those were obviously in the days of like, yeah. Just trying really hard to get clips in. Like a Did you want any that set? I don't think I landed it. You tried it though. That I, set is massive. I tried it. I can't even remember clearly. Like I more remember gapping the Ohio Surf and Skate set. I don't know if you guys ever saw that that gap. That was like a famous gap. Mm -hmm. But the Louisville set. Maybe I tried it. If he's saying I tried it, I tried it. <laughs> you don't remember? I don't. I like there are certain I things I don't big. remember like that. You know. Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, guess 10 I hours a day, seven days a week for. I know. I also years, tried yeah. a lot of things. So, mm -hmm. like, but I don't think I landed it. I, I'd probably remember it in sections of like Ohio skaters that I know really well from back in the day. And he was, he was one of them. So, yeah. Zach Pujaza says, yeah, 180 did, didn't land it. Yeah. Didn't land it. Okay. So, there yeah. you go. <laughs> it's confirmation. Um, I think we have one more question here. We'll yep. do one super chat. Mm -hmm. One more super chat from Mere Mortal who asks, What's your favorite basic grind that you do for fun? Basic grind that I do for fun? Yeah. Um, I think I always liked doing backslides a lot and, and, and soy owls, obviously. I was like, went through a phase where I would just, I, I like, I had entire sections where like three fourths of the section was just soy owl rail after next week, <laughs> just like when I was little. That was, was, a, like that was a big with, favorite. Yeah. That was like what I, cause uh, Dustin Latimer and coup d'etat, I think came out and he did, he came out with that. Like he was doing these, I, I just remember like doing these just soy owls constantly mm -hmm. back in the day. I had sections where the whole thing would just be soy owls. So, <laughs> I, would, so I would say that, or I always like backslides and Solomon's. That's a good The backslide. feeling of a backslide, specifically in a pair of Solomon's yeah. was like very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Backslides and Solomon's are uh, it's a good feeling. It it's is a good boot trick. It's an old feel, like an old school feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Well, shoot, Ben. It's been really good having you on. And thank, thank you, you guys. For taking oh, yeah, this time. has been awesome. Of course. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Do you have any uh, last words or bits of advice or things to part behind for you? Well, thank you for having me. And uh, thanks for all the shout outs to all my old friends and skaters in Ohio. And um, shout out to everyone right now in COVID. I hope to see you soon on the other end and uh yeah cheers thanks for having me hi this has been awesome ben 
You're the man. Shout out Brain Dead Studios. Shout out Brain Dead Studios. Oh, shout out to Kyle from Brain Dead. Yes, yes. for sure. Thanks shout out for Kyle. having us. Thank you. Let us use his magnificent space. Shout out Dan. Shout out Dan for helping us. He's over there somewhere, <laughs> helping us out today. Everyone, check out Brain Dead. Also, Blank by Rollerblade. Thank you for sponsoring this episode. Everyone, go check them out. Also, there's a link in the description to their Instagram. Um, everyone, thank you for watching so much. Is that it? That's it. That's it. Thanks Cheers. So. All right, it's a wrap, guys. Oh yeah.